On today's show, actor Aaron Jackson. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army. I'm your host, Jacob. Welcome to another episode, episode 103. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the last few episodes. We've been crushing it since episode 100. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And everything from then has been crazy. So glad you guys are here. Glad you guys are listening. Thank you, everybody, in all 46 countries streaming this show. I appreciate it. Catch it on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search for the Sunday Night Army. Like, subscribe. And, of course, any social media at the Sunday Night Army, find, follow. I appreciate all that. Keep uh, tabs on what's happening and uh, give you some insights what's happening uh, behind the scenes on the show, all the guests, and uh, all the other cool stuff. So, for today's interview, I have actor Aaron Jackson, and he's coming up right now. So, joining me right now on the Sunday Night Army is producer, director, actor in the new movie, Todd Aaron Jackson, how are you today, Aaron? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you? I am doing well, except for the rain and storms I'm having over here today. But you're in a way better location than I am, so I hope you're enjoying your Florida weather, unlike my Michigan type of stuff happening out here. Yes, I was going to say my condolences for your weather. <laughs> you know, it's only 85 right now. So Oh, terrific. I'll, I'll get there in a few months. Yeah, when we're sitting at 100. So, yeah. yeah. That is thing. true. That's the payoff. That's, that's, we'll get there. We'll, we'll flip it. Excellent. But you're here, and we're going to be talking about the movie Todd that just came out not too long ago. But before we do that, before we talk about that movie, and it's a, it's a scary movie because I just watched the trailer for it earlier this week uh, to get an idea, and it creeped me out. But before we get to all that cool stuff, I want to know more about you and insight into who Aaron Jackson is. So let's start this off with uh, one of my favorite questions ever, uh, because I like to get to know my uh, guests more. How did you get your start in the industry? Because I know you do a lot uh, of producing, directing, and obviously acting. And for those that don't know, you're in California dreams for all of my, in my age demographic here we're going to talk about that so how did you get your start you know it it was it was one of those weird starts um my my dad was a radio disc jockey for so many years uh growing up and uh my family owned radio stations when i was a kid and we'd sit in the studio with my dad and you know when the red light was on we weren't allowed to talk when the red light was off we were allowed to talk well, I, I was always one of those ones that, that if you tell me not to do something, of course, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, uh, anytime the mic was red, I would decide to try to be funny, try to say something. And uh, so, so I started on the radio with my old man. And nice. uh, the first thing, my dad still has it, uh, has a quote or, or a clip from it. And uh, my dad asked me a question on the radio. He goes, so what do you think of me, Aaron? And I said, my dad's a dirty old man. <laughs> and that was the first, and, and I guess so many viewer, or excuse me, uh, listeners, I guess, wrote into the radio station saying they wanted to hear more of, of the, the, the Zeke Jackson's kid. So for so many years, I was known as Zeke's Jack, Zeke Jackson's kid. 
And, uh, you know, years later, it's now my dad is, oh, you're Aaron Jackson's father. So it, it's kind of, you know, turnabout play on that one. But, but the actual acting career started for me. Uh, I got my first major role when I was 15. I was in a, in a film called Lorenzo's Oil with Nick Nolte and Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. And I played Francesco Odoni, which was, a, a, you know, my first Hollywood feature, if you will, directed by George Miller. And I mean, just a huge, huge project. And I was, I fit the role, not just because I could act, because I don't really think it had anything to do with the fact that I could act. It was more so the fact that I looked just like Francesco. I was a shorter version of him, but same jawline, cheek lines, et cetera. So I got cast in this film and I, I had done plays and musicals and a handful of commercials as a kid, but this was the one that kind of like put me on the map, if you will, in my in, in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And shortly thereafter, because I was working with Susan on Lorenzo's Oil, her husband or, or boyfriend, I don't know if her and Tim ever ended up getting married, but uh, Tim Robbins was shooting a film called Bob Roberts. And because I was working with Susan, Tim was on set. He's like, oh, I got a, sp- I got a small part for you. So I was put into Bob Roberts. And then there's another film called Passed Away with uh, Bob Hoskins that was filming at the same time. And Bob Hoskins was on set with us. Um, And for those that don't know Bob Hoskins, he was in Roger Rabbit. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And so I I got a small part and passed away. And and then Valerie Bertinelli was in town filming um, a thing called Innocent Blood. And she was on our sets because we were the big Hollywood movie that was going on at the time. So um, Valerie was over there and, um, you know, she... Her, her production company, whoever it was, said, hey, we got a small part for Aaron. So I was working on one picture. And next thing you know, I, I pick up, you know, three other pictures, like kind of, you know, simultaneously back to back. And then um, Striking Distance wasn't too long after that um, with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And I had a small part in, in that with, with him. Um, uh, with, uh, uh, and then Tony Danza was, was doing a picture. So I, I just kind of... of, of I kind of fell into it for lack of a better term. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, at 16, I wrote, um, I wrote, produced and directed a, a commercial um, for the Pittsburgh AIDS task force that um, was a black and white commercial that, that, um, that I ended up getting distribution for. Um, so that, that, that kind of put me on the map in the commercial world. So that was what kind of started, if you will, the, my, my journey as being an on-camera actor. The rest of it prior to that was just me being, I was more of a theater actor is really what I was. Now the, the, the producing and directing develop afterwards. I, yes. I mean, again, my first commercial that, that I was a part of, you know, I, I had a lot to, to do in that one, but, mm-hmm. but after that, um, you know, I, I finished high school. Um, I graduated young um, in my class. I, I graduated valedictorian of my, of my class. Um, and, and I say that very proud you know, that like, look at me, I was the valedictorian <laughs> of my class. The, the true facts of that shit was I got kicked out of high school because I was a smart ass. That's the bottom line. So I went to an alternative school and the alternative school was, you know, I had nine kids in my class. So of course I graduated valedictorian because the metal detector was going into my school. I wasn't really one of those kids. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I graduated young just so I could get out of that. And I, I went off to college I went to a small college in London, England. I went to uh, Lee Strasberg, the actor's studio. And uh, I, was, I was in London um, for, for a, an extended period of time. 
And then I came back to the United States and I, I told my dad that I was going to move out to Los Angeles. And um, my dad was 100% supportive. My father has always been my biggest fan uh, when it came to, to supporting me in my career. So I, I had moved to Los Angeles and after getting in LA and I was only there such a short period of time, I had auditioned for two television shows uh, kind of back to back. One was a small show called Party of Five. And then Never heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> called uh, California Dreams. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I was put in first position on Party of Five, and I was put in second position on California Dreams. And for those that don't know, position means it was just I was their first choice for Party of Five. Mm -hmm. Scott Wolf was their second choice. Scott Wolf was the first choice on California Dreams, and I was the second choice, you know, on California Dreams. And I met uh, my manager at the time, uh, Beverly Dean, um, she had, she had kind of st steered me in the direction of California dreams because at the time party of five was a, a brand new pilot television series. It wasn't anything on a network that anybody had heard of because this was at the time when Fox was buying primetime network for three hours a night, Monday through Friday, but they mm -hmm. weren't, a network. they weren't anything, you know? And so, uh, they were only guaranteed, uh, a, a five show guarantee with one pilot. So it was a six run episodic versus California dreams was a, a 39 run episodic for me. So my, my team kind of, kind of told me that, that turn down this one and you'll get this one because the other guy's more than likely going to turn it down. And at the time, Scott Wolf was a nobody and Aaron Jackson was a nobody and uh, I'm still a nobody. Oh, you're somebody, somebody, come on. Uh, to my, to my mom and my dad, maybe to my daughter. <laughs> Um, but, but with that said, I, I took I took the show of, of Dreams and did you know the, the five years that I did on that uh, on that series. To, so to, to bring it back to answering your question, it was after my show had gotten canceled that I um, I started wanting to produce and direct my own stuff. You know, coming off of a of a network series where you're you're so stapled into one character, you know um, that, mm -hmm. that it's kind of hard to break that mold, if you will. And, uh, you know, and Dustin Diamond was a dear friend of mine before he passed, you know, and Dustin was always known as Screech. No matter what Dustin ever did later in his career, he would always have been Screech. And I knew That's Dustin true. at the time. And when he was doing, because he had done Bell by, you know, the first, the first generation of Bell, you know, Good Morning Miss Bliss into Bell. Mm -hmm. And then after Bell, it, it was uh, Say by the Bell, the new class. And that's when, when I came on to Dreams, you know, he was a part of the new class. And we kind of sat around a round table, if you will. And he was like, I'll never work again as an actor because I'm always going to be known as Screech, you know? And that, that so that kind of put a, a, a spark in the back of my brain to start doing some of my own projects. So that's when I started producing and directing. I was, uh, I was 24, 25 and I, and I worked my way up the ranks, you know, I, I from an, an associate producer, which is a gimme credit to working my way up into um, executive producer uh, in-line producer, co-producer, um, uh, producer period kind of scenario. That's kind of how that all started. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just after my show got canceled, um, I, I fell into it. And you're very passionate about all of this, about the entire industry. You, you sense it, you feel it, and it, it comes off uh, a, a lot. You can, right now, and even in our conversation right now, now between all three things, acting, producing, and directing, um, where do you see yourself, you know, uh, gaining 
contraction from now on? What do you see yourself heading towards more? You know, I, I get asked that question regularly. And it, it's one of those things, I, I, I pose the question back to you for a mm-hmm. second. What do you prefer, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? True. You know, and it's like, for me, I, I, of course, I love to produce. I love to direct, but God, I love to act. Mm-hmm. I don't like to produce, direct, and act in one picture. I've done it. And, and you know, one seems to outweigh the other always. And I put so much passion into my directing because my vision and what I want it to be um, that I find myself not doing the best as an actor that I could because I, I focus so much on where the camera is supposed to be and, and, and what my lighting is supposed to look like and, and everybody else. So if I could write my own ticket, if that's the question, mm-hmm. I would probably stay as a director. Because um, I just, I, I, I love being able to create art. And I create art in such a, such a, what I, what I hope to believe that the audience believes, a unique kind of scenarios that, that people look at that. I don't want someone to walk out of a picture that I've directed or walk out of a, of a show that I've, that I've done and say, wow, that was a good show. I don't, I don't want that. That, that, that's, I don't want good. I want someone to walk out and go like that. I don't want to say life changing, but they're, they're talking about the, the storyline and they're talking about the characters and they're talking about the movement mm-hmm. that the project had for them. You know, I, I love a good comedy. Don't get me wrong, but I want something that, that makes people think. I want something that makes people look at that and look at themselves different, maybe in a better light. You know, we have, we have Walmart down here, you know, and I hate, I, I love Walmart, but I hate Walmart all in the same <laughs> because it's a self-esteem store. The only reason you go to Walmart is to feel better about yourself, right? So I want my movies to be like Walmart. I want people to go to my movies. So when they walk out of it, they feel better about themselves. And they, they, they look at this world in a, in, a, in a different capacity, you know, that, that this world is not all that bad. Mm-hmm. My life is not all that bad. You know, yeah, I might not have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, but you know what? I got my health. I've got mm-hmm. my sister, I've got my mom, or I've got my I've got my husband or my children or whatever it is. Like life is not that bad. Really not. So that that's kind of the pictures that I try to gravitate towards. You know, and Todd is not one of them by any stretch of <laughs> imagination. Um, but there is that bit of that book in there, you know, which I know we'll get into a little bit later in this segment. Um, but but I, I would say directing is 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 my new it's, it's, it's my new passion. You know, it's, it's my new jam. Mm-hmm. That I really love. Well, and that's why I like asking questions like that, because one, they're so open-ended and two, it, it gives unprecedented insight into um, how you develop ideas and how you creatively like to, uh, like to, for the pun, direct uh, what you want to do in, in your project. So uh, this, that's, that's a, I love that answer. That was great. Now let's get into the acting part of the whole thing because okay. Todd, you play Dr. Richard Miller. Yep. So two things. One, can you tell uh, us, the audience, learn more about the movie? Because, again, uh, going back to it, the trailer, creepy, intense, liked it, and your character. Sure. Um, Todd is, was, was written and directed by uh, Aaron Warren. Uh, he, he's here in Florida. And this was his, uh, his second full-length feature. And he approached me through another producer friend of mine about, uh, about the film. And when I read it at, at first glance, 
I was pretty creeped out just reading it. Now, mind you, I don't like, I'm, I'm not a, a horror fan, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a psychological thriller fan. I like a movie that makes me think, but not like, not like I have to think, think. I just, I like to think, you know, I, I like those, you know, whodunit, solve them kind of like, where's this going to go? What's this, what, what trip are they going to take me down? And this film, when I read it, it, it took me down that journey, right? And, and the gentleman that they had cast to play the lead, you know, my, my co-star with me, the co-star male, um, Hans, as Todd, he's a creepy little dude. Like <laughs> yes. Hans, person is not. But Hans as Todd is a creepy little fella. Like to the point where when we were off camera, you know, and we shot in, in, in the Orlando area and like when we were not rolling, like I, I'm, I'm the jokester on set. Like when the director calls cut, I'm sitting there, you know, cutting shit up, being silly and stupid and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. He's not. This fucker shows up <laughs> behind you. He just, he just literally comes up behind you and stands. He's got those, those, those little glasses on and it literally creeps the shit out of you. Now, my, my, my first introduction to horror film Back in the in the in the mid '90s, I did a small feature uh, called *Children of the Corn: Fields yes. of Terror*, and it was with Eva Mendez. It was one of Eva's, you know, I think it was her debut uh, feature film, and it was Alexis Arquette and Greg Vaughn and Stacy Galoon, um, directed by Ethan Wiley, which was a part of the Star Wars um, era, you know, with with Lucas and um, the little kid from *Picket Fences* played our our Ezekiel, um, and then. Uh, the late David Carradine was in this and Fred Williamson, like this amazing cast. And here's me, someone that doesn't like freaking horror because I, <laughs> I like walking into my house at dusk if the lights aren't on because I'm a pansy little bitch sometimes. I get scared. <laughs> so I, I, I'm in Children of the Corn. So then I get cast in this next one, you know, obviously Todd 20 years later. And I, I when I'm reading this, I'm, I'm freaked out, even though like, I know it's a movie and I know no one's going to really get killed. And I know that I don't care. I'm still scared to death. And Mm -hmm. I think Hans knew that going into it. So I think he kind of played to my weakness very well in that. Um, So the backstory on Todd is I I play Dr. Richard Miller and I'm a psychiatrist and uh, Todd is one of my patients. And where we picked the film up right at the, the top of the film we, I'm, I'm in a session with Todd and I'm trying to help him kind of get over the death of his parents that has happened, you know, five, six years past. And he's not taking my advice. He's not doing the stuff that I suggest for him to do, you know, um, you know, uh, take the proper medication, you know, socialize, get a job, do things that are going to, you know, get the ball in perpetual motion, if you will, get you to a better spot. And, um, I'm also dealing with some, some issues that I've got going on at home with my wife and my daughter that I've become very aloof to my family, that I'm putting more time and energy, if you will, into my patients. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my character finds solace at the local watering hole um, where uh, uh, I, I become very good friends with our bartender, Jake, um, which is played by Michael Winslow. Um, and Michael Winslow is is from the the Police Academy uh, franchise yes, where he right. was the effects. Mm-hmm. And what an honor and, and a joy to work with with Michael. Uh, 
because because he's just he's the same way I am on camera and off camera. You know, you you, you joke around, you fool around, you have fun, and and you do this for the love of the art. You don't do it for the money and the fame. You do it because mm-hmm. you love it, right? Right. And so, uh, so I'm 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 doing so so I find the solace at the bar, but yet he turns into my Yoda, if you will. He's my Jedi master that kind of tells me that it's going to be okay. It's going to work its stuff out. And in the meantime, I've got all this backlash from my wife and my kid. And I got all these, my patients that aren't listening. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of at the end of my ropes as, as being the good doctor, if you will. And many people that have watched this, this picture say, are you the protagonist or are you the antagonist? And I'm, I'm kind of both, in my opinion, because the story follows two, two separate stories that are really intermingled very well, the way that, that uh, Mr. Warren, you know, uh, directed this and wrote it um, with, with an amazing cast of characters around it. And so my character um, kind of pisses Todd off, which is the last thing you want to do. And um, he ends up coming after, you know, me and my family is really what it is. And that's where the thriller comes into it. Nice. And then he also has another kind of uh, young lady that, that he's kind of become enamored with, in love with, in like with, whatever you want to call it. And she's the, the redhead in the trailer, uh, Miss Laura. And uh, what a joy to work with. And it's one of those things that you wish you had a scene with one of these actresses because she's so brilliant on camera, mm-hmm. but yet we never cross paths because there's two simultaneous stories going on. It's basically her story my story and Todd, mm-hmm. how he kind of interjects himself into our stories and our, in our journeys. Well, that, that's pretty cool. That's, that's one of the best uh, setups for uh, a spoiler free uh, for the audience. You guys should definitely go see it. Um, oh, and, and we'll, and we'll talk about Todd a little bit more in a second, but you just mentioned you shot in Florida. Now, yes, how, how was that? And I know Florida's pretty open during the pandemic. How, how was it shooting and it, with this cast? Because the cast is cast really well for this movie. How was it, how was that whole experience? You know, we we uh, my my company came on. Dangerous Curves is, is my production company. We came on as as one of the producing partners in this picture, um, along with SFN, uh, which is Todd and Emily Cecil's company, and then uh, Pain Pain Productions, which is Aaron's company, to produce this picture. And a lot of it was, was, was kind of cast when I came into it. And then there was some that, that my company was, was part and parcel with. Um, filming in Florida is, is always a joy for multiple reasons. One, because I'm in my, my, my current home state. And, you know, I, I had my vehicle with me, which I know sounds silly. But like having like that, that tangible of being able to be not at someone else's beck and call. Mm-hmm. But to be able to, 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 you know, to travel if I will, if I want. Um, and filming in O-Town, you know, Orlando is always great, you know, when, when you're filming in there, especially when you're doing an outside scene, because in New York and LA and Atlanta, Vancouver, you know, those bigger cities, you know, Detroit, they're used to having pictures shot all the time. So people just kind of see a camera and, and a camera truck and a grip truck and some, some booms and they just kind of, eh, they pay attention for 30 seconds and then they walk away. But with us, we shut down a street you know, with these onlookers, like, you know, barricades <laughs> and police officers and wanting to know, you know, is that Tom Cruise down there? You know, whatever it is. Um, so that's always fun to get your, 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 your public involved and invested into it. Um, 
but we 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 did this. Uh, I hate to use the terminology guerrilla style, but we did this guerrilla style um, because our budget was not a million dollar, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, blockbuster budget. We had to, you know, we had to make ends meet. Our executive producer Doug Wall. I mean, he he was very gracious financially for us, but every every well has a tap, uh-huh. and you know, we what he gave us is what he gave us. And my company, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these ones that if, if my budget is X, Y, or Z, I stay with an X, Y, or Z. I don't go above. I try to stay under. Uh-huh. And um, our line producer and my co-producing partner, Lisa Wassel, you know, she kept us on track on that. You know, she, as, as, as our script supervisor and line producer, she was, she was on top of that. So like when it came down to, no, you can't have that because that financially doesn't fit in our budget. We as a crew and a cast, had to creatively figure out how we could still have what we wanted. And that was the beauty of shooting like this because I had all of, a lot of my friends and family, a lot of Aaron's friends and family, Travis's friends and family at our will to be able to make things happen. So that was the bonus of filming in Florida. Financially, it was a lot cheaper for us to film in Florida because 80, 85, if not 90% of the people that were working in this picture came from Florida. We had a handful that came in from, from LA, a handful that came in from Atlanta, you know, from the surroundings. But, but for the most part, you know, uh, we, we were all hired as locals, if you will. Um, I do have one funny story about filming. We rent, uh, a lot of times when you do a picture, you'll rent a, a crew house or a cast house just uh-huh. to save budget. So you have eight or 10 people crashing in one location, you know, a couch, a floor, a dining room table, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. And that's just, that saves money. I mean, hundred dollars a night for a hotel versus a hundred dollars a night for a house. Exactly. Um, so, so we're filming one scene in here and this scene, um, we, we were shooting day for night. So to shoot day for nights, you know, when you got a house, you got to black out all the windows, you know, and a, a big Hollywood budget, they got all kinds of, you know, ways of doing that. But us, we don't have those ways. So we go to the local Walmart or the Home Depot, you know, and we get some Biz Queen, some black, some black Biz Queen, and we and we start stapling it to the to the outside of the of the house and taping it to the windows inside and out to really blacken out the inside of the house so we could just have that nighttime light that we wanted. Well, mind you, we're filming in a neighborhood, right? It literally yep. in a neighborhood in a cul-de-sac, and this is the house we're staying in. So you got 35 cars outside this house. You got craft service. You got, you know, camera equipment laying in the yard. And, and you got people with walkie-talkies. And you got Biz Queen on the windows. <laughs> right? And um, now we're doing this. This was my most emotional, one of my most emotional scenes in the film. I come in after, a, uh, after I pour on a, a couple of shots at the bar. And I come in to find my wife, you know, sitting on the couch reading a book waiting for me. You know, that as I walk in at 3 a.m. smelling like a brewery and then we have this knockdown, this this back and forth fight that we have, not physical, Mm -hmm. just vocal. And um, in the middle of the the first take, I hear this 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 like loud sound like that's happening on set. And I'm like, what the come on, guys, can we can we try to keep it down here? We're in the middle of a take here. And, you know, and, and one of the sound guys or whatever it was, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, we, you know, blah, 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 blah. So that was take one. Take two gets in the can pretty well. Take three, eh, it was okay. 
take four, they start pushing in for close-ups and some mm -hmm. coverage. And then by take six, there's this loud freaking pound at the door. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? Next thing you know, the door opens and it's two police officers in SWAT gear. Not oh, with the on, but SWAT. And uh, the guy comes in and goes, it's been brought to my attention that you guys are making a, uh, a, a movie, if you will. <laughs> like, yeah. And he goes, I mean, you, you guys are making like a, uh, like, like a movie, like, you know, and now mind you, my wife is sitting there in a silk robe with, she's not in a nighty, but she's in something that's, you know, to go to sleep in. So it's got a little silk and a little lace to it. Right. You know, and she's got a glass of wine and she's sitting on the couch and it's very dimly lit. So finally, this guy, this young police officer, he didn't have, I don't think he could say what he thought we were making because I think he felt a little embarrassed to say it. Mm -hmm. Finally, picks up one of our producers. She goes, do, do you think we're making a porno? <laughs> and this guy's like, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it kind of looked, and we're like, oh, so obviously the whole set cuts <clears> up and starts laughing. You know, that, that this is the furthest thing from a porno when it comes down to it. But yet the, the, uh, the police officers still had to run all of our driver's licenses to make mm -hmm. sure that they're not criminals. So that was like, like the, the, the funniest damn thing that happened on our set. Um, just because they honestly thought we were making a porno. And then the, the next door neighbor came in. I know you guys are making, you know, dirty movies in here and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, what happens in a Hollywood picture happens in a Hollywood Right. Picture. That's you know? hilarious. That's, yeah. and then, and we have to have to top that one now because I don't know how you top that one. That's, that's super funny. Um, but you know what? You got to give them credit. They, they came in and asked. They could have uh, made, played that a lot worse. I guess. Yeah, they, I mean, we, we, they could have assumed a lot. I mean, it got to the point where we showed him the script. We said, we'll email you. You can sit down and read it. Like mm -hmm. there is no, the closest thing to it in this, that there, that there's, you know, there's, there's one scene where you see a little bit of, 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 of some action, but it's nothing, nothing that you're like, Oh, you know, that you wouldn't want your, your, your 15 year old kid to see. It's know? not that kind of movie guys. It's, it's a horror movie. movie. It's a horror thriller. That's right. Now, Todd is out right now on DVD and digital everywhere. Now, yes. um, Aaron, what's next for you for 2021? What are you up to? What should we be looking forward to? Yeah, I've got I've got a handful of projects that are what we call uh, in our industry in pre-pro and pre-production. Mm -hmm. I've got a television series that's uh, in New York called Bank, which is a, a, a vampire comedy episodic. Oh. That, uh, that, that my company is producing and um, I uh, uh, have a small part in it as an actor, but I was really focused on the producing aspect on this one. Um, Dynamite, Dynamite cast. I, I'm, I'm under kind of a, a clause right now where I can't talk to you. Yeah, much. let's not get in trouble. Let's not get in trouble. Yeah. But it's called Bank um, and it's, an, it's, it's a hilarious comedy um, vampire with a, with a stellar cast. And I think right now, currently in this pandemic that we're in, I think we need a little lighthearted stuff. You know, this isn't cheesy Twilight vampire stuff because <laughs> uh, it, it goes a little bit more in depth. Well, that's um, good. A dynamite. dynamite. You got, I'm more bored already. Well, thank you. Um, I have another one. Uh, we have a picture that um, is is in pre-production right now that that's more on your um, 
abduction style, if you will, um, uh, uh, that, that, that's uh, about trafficking mm-hmm. and along those lines that, that my uh, co-producer um, that, that works with me, she was one of the writers on that. Um, so we have that one going on. And then I have uh, another film that we're picking back up called The Bar Mitzvah, which was, um, it's, it's a, a comedy about a young 13-year-old boy being uh, bar mitzvahed. And um, he daydreams an awful lot. So he, um, uh, he daydreams in biblical times. Um, so it, it, it's a nice little funny, funny comedy. That, that, that's kind of um, in, in the pipe. So, I mean, I, I, I've got a handful going on. Yeah, it's definitely very busy. That's awesome. Now, if my audience wanted to follow you and follow what you're doing on social media, where can they find you? Uh, uh, the official Aaron Jackson. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram that way. Um, you can find, you can go to my website, theaaronjackson.com that has all of my links up there, um, has all of the links to Todd, all of the links to, to, to all of my social media all the fun stuff, um, some behind the scenes footage of, of Todd, as well as all the backstory of California dreams and, and mm-hmm. uh, my other two uh, uh, passions in life, uh, which are my daughters. Um, those are, they're, they're my world. So there's a lot on there about my family and stuff along those lines. There we go. And for the Todd movie, toddmovie.com, check out Aaron and Todd out right now on DVD, digital everywhere. Go check it out. Go check out the trailer. Just go see it. Uh, it looks creepy. Loved it. Can't wait well, to see it myself. And uh, you need to go check it out. Please do. Please yep. do. Aaron, thanks for coming on the Sunday Night Army and talking to me today. Hey, it's been my pleasure. Uh, best of luck for, for your show and all the success in the future. 